1: Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today we're gonna continue our discussion about the strategy and tactics behind running an effective influencer marketing campaign. Joining us is Yuval Ben-Itzhak, who is the CEO at Social Bakers, which is a social media marketing platform that helps marketers to understand their audience, create compelling content, and to measure the performance of their marketing campaigns across multiple social channels. Yesterday, Yuval and I talked about how to use technology to build out an influencer list. And today we're going to continue our conversation and talk about how to effectively launch and evaluate your influencer marketing campaigns. Okay, here's the rest of my conversation with Yuval Ben Itzhak, CEO at Social Bakers. Yuval, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Pleasure to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked a lot about how to find the right fit between influencers and your marketing efforts. And my big takeaway from our conversation yesterday was you don't find the influencers and then build the marketing campaign. You have to think about what you're trying to accomplish, who you're trying to reach, and then go find influencers that fit that target. And that helps you avoid finding influencers that are not going to be relevant. And you're also going to work with those influencers, whether it's you're going to do it yourself or through an agency to understand what are some of the campaigns that they've run, what's some of the data that they have to make sure that the influencer campaigns are driving results. Today, I want to talk about the actual dynamics of negotiating the campaigns, Getting the creative produced, getting it launched, and evaluating what's successful. Walk me through your strategy for building out an influencer marketing campaign and getting it off the ground.
2: Sure. So once you learn about the audience that you want to reach and the topics that you want to have a conversation on, create your first group of influencers, the ones that once you search and look on their content and matching those interests of your audience, try to build a funnel. Usually what we're seeing with brands that they're starting with about 50 or 80 profiles in their funnel. And then they're starting to track the performance of these influencers over a period of time. They're also trying to look which other brands they work with recently to make sure there's no conflicts, to make sure that the performance is consistent, to make sure that the content being created is in line with the brand guidelines for content. Once you complete that phase, usually you will end up with about 10 to 20 profiles in your funnel. Now is the time to start to reach out to some of those influencers and ask them for some of their performance and insight information from their social profile. Many of the profiles on social media today are turning into private, even all the privacy topics and GDPR, people are turning the profile into private. So you'll need to get a permission to have access to the insight information, which tell you more about the influencer, more about the previous campaigns, that without that permission, you will not be able to see that. If the influencers are credible, they will share with you that information. Otherwise, why would they hide it? And that helped you to get a little bit more insight, more learning to identify what your analysis and how that matched to the actual performance of these profiles. So you're probably going to end up here with something between three to five profiles that you want to run your campaign with. And this is when you start the business negotiations.
1: So walk me through what that process looks like. Once you've evaluated your target list, you have to negotiate. Are you doing this directly? Do you come to the influencer with a program already laid out? What's the right process for starting those conversations?
2: We've seen multiple ways when we're working with brands that are running influencer campaigns. Believe it or not, actually for brands, it's much easier after they did all the research to hand the list to an agency to do the reach out to these influencers and do the contracts and all these business terms. Just because for the brands to start to work with their internal legal and finance team and draft a contract on a few thousand dollars for five influencers, it's a lot of headache. And they prefer to work with an agency and pay one invoice and let the agency deal with all those negotiations. That was very interesting to see. Others are either have internal resources to do that or they may leverage some platforms where these platforms are taking a responsibility of all the commercial conversations and contracts. So again, for the brand, that means you work with one provider, you're paying one invoice, and you're getting the service that you need.
1: So it sounds like there's a lot of logistic that goes into actually negotiating and signing the agreements. The easiest thing to do is just reach out to a brand, but your advice was a little different when it came to sourcing the list. Why is it easier to work with an agency to do the negotiation, but not have them help with the development of the actual list?
2: The reason the agency will do better on negotiating the terms is if you are a brand and for you to now draft five or six contracts, going through your procurement and legal to approve everything, it just from a time perspective and resources, it will be more economical for you to hand it over to an agency and just have one contract and not one invoice for the agency that make your life easier. If you're a small business, you may want to do it yourself, and this way you just work directly with the invoices themselves. About the list. I believe that and what we've seen in the market, if you have a marketing team, the platforms that are available today in the market, including the one from Social Baker, make it so simple to learn about your audience, to identify those influencers, and let the algorithms recommend you what are the influences that match your audience automatically, saving you tons of time in the research. So you can just do a review of a very short list of influencers. And then you have all the information and the trust. You're not going to see a surprise once you run your campaign. Because if you hand over everything into the agency, and agencies are important. They're helping many brands around the world. There's nothing wrong about that. But you don't really know how the process is running. And you don't really know what technology is being used and how they manage to identify those influencers. You need to make sure that this is done because it's your brand reputation on stake here. If they will choose the wrong one, and there were a famous case in the state with Snapchat that used an agency and probably something went wrong there, and this case went to court. That's how we learn about it. You don't want to be in that scenario. You want to be in a place where you choose the right people that align with your brand, align with your messages, and that's what we recommend the brand to leverage data platforms and do this analysis of the funnel management internal.
1: So it sounds like you want to have an active participation in your list development because that helps you mitigate the risk. But when it comes to actually doing the negotiation with the brand, this is purely just time-saving, easier to cut one check to an agency and let them deal with the logistics. Once you have the deals signed, talk to me about the content production process. How involved is the brand with the influencer to help craft the message?
2: So I spoke with many influencers, big and small, and the common feedback, and we also see it by the data, is that when the brand dictates the influencer what content to create, this is not the right thing to do, and this is when you're not going to see the performance that this influencer can deliver. If you just provide a general idea to the influencer, what message you want to go across, and what do you want to deliver you? What's your goal of the campaign? But give the influencer, which again, it's a content creator, it's a person that knows how to create great content and to engage with audiences. Give them the freedom to operate, maybe review the content again, just to make sure it's within the guidance of the content that your brand needs, but give them the freedom and they will deliver you the performance that you've seen on their profile. The more you be involved and the more you guide them, the more you want to do the review, You should expect to see less, not more, from the engagement side. The freedom for the influencer is the way that they work. This is how they build the trust. This is how they build the engagement with the audience. And we've seen many influencer campaigns that were successful once you let the influencer create the content that they know to do best.
1: I work on this with my podcast sponsors where a lot of the times they'll hand me a script of what I want, what they want me to read for some of our host-read integrated ads. And I have to work with them to say, look, I need to put this in my voice to have it feel authentic for the show and I can't read your marketing pitch and I can't go into too much detail about how your product works or people are going to get bored and they're going to feel like it's not me actually doing the talking and the reason why you're working with me as a sponsor is not only because my audience is targeted and relevant and a collection of wonderful intelligent people. But because they have a relationship with me, so I need to be the one communicating the point, so it has to be in my words. And I do think that that's very important for working with an influencers. Obviously, you want to understand how they're framing your business. Let them take the first stab, right? Tell them what you're trying to accomplish, have them create the content, and then just have approval rights. To me, I think that that's the right balance in terms of working with influencers, in terms of developing your content once you've actually had the content created, approved, you figure out what your publishing schedule is, talk to me about how you evaluate the success of an influencer campaign.
2: In order to evaluate the success, you first need to set the goal. So what do you want to achieve from this influencer campaign? Is it just awareness for your brand or awareness for product, or you want to actually drive business to your brand? Once you set the goal and you also provide it in the brief for the influencer That will align everyone on the same page, and you'll be able to measure if every dollar you spend, the time that you spend on this campaign actually translates to what the goal is. That's the way to deal with ROI. Many brands sometimes forget to define those goals. And then when everyone asks, so was it success or not? Well, it depends what you want to measure, right? But if you set the goal, you know what you're going after and you can measure it. And you can decide, should I continue the campaign, should I do another one, or should I stop it? Maybe I made the wrong decisions. So defining a successful influencers highly depends what the goal that you set at the beginning. And we've seen different combinations. There's a lot of brand awareness. There's a lot of product awareness. There is now starting to be more e-commerce driven campaigns. Now that Instagram enabled a commerce within the creator profile on Instagram, that's a great step forward for social commerce. And it's also good for the influencers because they can benefit from selling the products. It's also good for the brands because they can see an impact on revenue. So it's a win-win scenario, but you need to define that that's the goal and the influencer needs to drive towards that goal.
1: Are there any benchmarks in terms of impressions, click-through rates, conversions? You know, when when you're looking at evaluating an influencer campaign, like if I'm running an email marketing campaign, if it's coming from a brand, I could say that the open rate should be roughly 30% and the click-through rate should be, you know, a couple of percent, less than 10. Are there any benchmarks that you can think of in terms of performance that are just broad metrics people should look at to evaluate their influencer campaigns?
2: The ad performance or email marketing performance metrics, you can apply it to influence the campaign, but because each campaign varies so much, it will be challenging to say, okay, the benchmark of promoting, you know, product X in this country should be this way or that way. I mean the variance is very, very wide. So the average will not necessarily tell you the story. I think what you need to look on something that's more relevant to this medium of influencer and people talking with people. You want to see if it's a story, you want to see the number of views, or if there's a call to action there. You want to measure that part. So it's not necessarily a CPR of an ad that drives to any landing page like in the web. You want to measure engagements. It's hard to tell what is the engagement rate should be on a campaign, it's really varied between the influencers and their level of conversation with their audience. However, if you have the data of the influencers, the platforms can show you this particular influencers on the topic of X, or let's say on the topic of, I don't know, lipstick, they managed to get a hundred likes and X amount of comments. So you can get a statistic per influencer. You will not be able to get something reliable across all influencers because the variance is very big.
1: It makes me think of evaluating influencer marketing campaigns more from a brand perspective than a direct response. But I know that there are lots of people that are doing influencer campaigns that are direct response campaigns that are evaluated on sales. If you're evaluating the channel from a volume of likes and comments, you know, which is the equivalent of, hey, here are the number of impressions. How do you think about actually driving direct response results? Are there any secrets to thinking about not just building awareness and making people aware of your brand, but actually driving people to convert?
2: Yeah, there are posts or there are influencer campaigns that are driving traffic to web pages for registration. There are ones that drive directly to social commerce so you can actually purchase that product. And this type of campaigns, you want to benchmark it against your ad spend. What's the alternative cost to get those registration once you run your ad campaign? But again, remember, the influencer will give you access to audiences that you may not be able to reach even with your paid, or it will be very expensive for you to reach to the paid because there is the trend, as we mentioned on the first episode, that people are less engaging with ads as they used to be because they are distracted with so many ads around them. But they are more engaged with those people they trust, and these are the influencers, so you may receive a better engagement with those audiences, which otherwise would cost you a lot of money just with ads.
1: Last question I have for you today. In terms of resources for running influencer campaigns, if you're getting started doing this for the first time and you want support, what are some of the tools or services that you recommend people that are new to influencer marketing check out?
2: Sure, they can use tools like the one from Social Breakers and others to help you automatically identify your own audience, what's uh, driving engagement with them, what they're interested in, and then help you and save you the time to identify influences that match these profiles of people, and then help you to reach out to these people and start the commercial conversation with them. But they're not very expensive tools. They actually, some of them have some free bands, free options so to get you to experience a little bit, what the value you can get from these platforms. So it shouldn't take you too long to learn about that and start to have your funnel and evaluate a small list of influencers and then decide which one you want to actually work. So it may look like a new things. it's a big project, a lot of resources. Thanks to technology and thanks to the algorithms, a lot of these heavy lifting can be done for you by the tools. You should not do that manually right yourself.
1: Great advice. Talking about influencer marketing, for those of you who are new to influencer marketing campaigns, first place to start, social bakers, so you can understand who your audience is and what the type of influencers that you want to reach. Yuval, I appreciate you coming onto the show and walking us through how to run an influencer marketing campaign.
2: Thank you very much. really appreciate inviting you to the show.
1: Okay. And that wraps up this episode of the Martech podcast. Thanks again to Yuval ben Itzak, the CEO of Social Bakers for joining us. If you'd like to learn more of Yuval's tips for how you can build an effective influencer strategy, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet. His handle is Yuval underscore ben Itzak, which is Y-U-V-A-L underscore B-E-N-I-T-Z-H-A-K. Or you can visit his company's website, which is socialbakers.com. Just one link I want to tell you about in our show notes. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can sign up for our newsletter. It's a once a week newsletter that gets our content into your inbox. And you can also send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. If you'd prefer, you can always reach out to me on social media. My handle is BenJShap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't